Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowing.com. In this week's interview, we speak to Brooke Bergstahler, who is a cannabis content creator, the host of a podcast called Budding Mind, and she's also an actress who has been on loads of TV shows. We have a super cool discussion about uh, cannabis, obviously, the TV shows she's been on, including The Next Marijuana Millionaire. She is also the star of World of Weed, which she develops, produces and hosts daily. So she does loads of stuff in the cannabis industry. She's also a, a pretty big actress. She's been on loads of TV shows and she's a cool chick, man. We had a good conversation about DMT and psychedelics about cannabis about living in la just loads of stuff we go off on many tangents a real cool interview a really cool guest and i'm sure you're going to enjoy this interview uh on friday of course we have the grow guide so stay tuned for that at the end of the week but don't forget that next week there will be no episodes as i am taking a break for one week and then we'll be back to the usual schedule you know how it is anyway for now i hope you enjoy the interview uh and don't forget to check out Brooke's podcast. You can just head to brookbergstahler.com or buddingmind.com, which is her website. You can find the podcast on all major podcasting networks. I hope you enjoy the interview. I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. Aloha. Hello. How's it going, Brooke? Hi, good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're good and high. Very warm. I'm sure it's the same oh, for wow. you. Oh, love that. Oh, don't worry. I haven't stepped outside once today, so I wouldn't know, but it looks nice. <laughs> so you got the air con on, I suppose. <laughs> mm. You know what? In Los Angeles, we do well without air conditioner, surprisingly. Oh, really? You're in yeah, LA. We really make nice. It yes. West Coast, West Coast sea breeze. That's nice. Really- <laughs> your icons are so fabulous <laughs> thank you we have to hide behind our avatars because we do the things that we love and they are illegal unfortunately so, <laughs> where, we where are you guys are. based out of well i am from the uk i'm mackie the mushroom guy there and i am from the southeast us monkey got it okay beautiful oh, i didn't say that in your bio no no we, we try and keep that hidden too you see Oh, we don't, tell, don't tell anybody where we are. That's crazy. Okay. I <laughs> no. won't. Send me your address. <laughs> so how are you doing, Brooke? Thank you very much for coming to join us as well. Do you want to quickly introduce yourself so the people listening know who you are? Sure. Well, aloha, team. You may hear little shrapnels of my pit bull, Sunny, behind me. She wants to awesome. She wants to be interviewed, too. We love uh, dogs. You sit her down next yeah. to you. It's fine. She can sit there. She can be interviewed, too. We don't mind. Good girl. Well, I am Brooke Bergstaller. I'm here in Los Angeles, California. I'm an actress, comedian, and cannabis content creator and reporter. I've worked for a multitude of different cannabis media companies and brands and businesses over time. And I'm always working within this cannabis and a now emerging plant medicine space. And it's a very exciting terrain to be exploring and watch evolve. And I'm just happy to be here, baby. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Nice, right? I bet you you'd done that bio a few times by the sound of it. You well rehearsed with that. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> it needs a little more grease, but we'll get we'll get it. I mean, there's so many things. We've got um, your press kit here. You uh, was sent your press kit, and you've done so much. You're very busy by the look of things. Oh well, you know, maybe that's why I haven't left my house until one p.m. Huh? <laughs> ah, ah, very true. Very true. So you, no, I, I assume you're a cannabis user. Yes, indeed. Of course. I have not yet indulged today, but shame yeah, on you. Shocking. Long time. This is listener. high on homegrown, you know. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, guys. I I have an audition later and Ooh, cool. I know myself at this point. I mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. I have done everything that that I do. I've done it all high before and I've had to pick and choose <laughs> what <laughs> am I better at high or sober and <laughs> some things. I just need that lucidity for it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fully understand that. Yeah, and man. You know what? Respect on that. You, you actually learn what you need to do. That's right. Yeah. So what's I the audition for? Somewhat wiser. Can you tell us? Is it a secret? Well, it's definitely not a secret, but I definitely uh, can't tell you what it's for at the okay. same time. <laughs> it's, for, it's for a TV show. Sweet. Um, yeah, but... I'm I'm in the um, auditioning for characters that come and go in productions phase cool. of my career, but we're mm-hmm. we're on the climb. And, you, and you've already been in a lot of TV shows, right? I've been in some. Yeah, I actually was just just this past Friday. It was very exciting. I was on an Apple TV show for All Mankind. I was on the first first episode of this new season. So oh, cool. I was up in space. It was thrilling. Oh, nice. Did you actually go to space? Did Jeff Bezos? Oh, no, you didn't. I'm only joking. Huge budget. <laughs> Apple's got huge production money. Just say yes. Oh, He's English. Sure. He'll believe you. <laughs> well, you go all to Americans space every weekend. Space, That's right. We all Americans do that. We know you have that secret base on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first hotel in space. Honestly, it was really... It was Spoiler quite a trip alerts. to see it all. Yeah, <laughs> quite a trip to see it all come come to life. So, uh, yeah, nice. but we've done some things here and there. And, you know, I was just talking to a friend today about the creative process is usually like, OK, I did that. Now what's next? Mm. <laughs> we see yeah. that you've are you going to do what's it called? That TV show with Big Mike from Advanced Nutrients is it, uh, the next weed millionaire. The next marijuana millionaire. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's that that, that M word is kind of. Blanked yeah, out from like my vocab- vocabulary a little. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they're kind of living in the past with that name. But mm-hmm. frankly, we did we did film that show, honestly, probably three years ago or maybe mm-hmm. more. I'm not one for time. <laughs> I mean, oh, right. Uh, but yeah, we filmed that a long time ago and it never actually made its way to any big or small screen until like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, wow. something like that. Yeah. So Hollywood is crazy, man. You'll work on stuff and you just never know if it's going to actually get distributed anywhere. Uh, But that show made its way. I don't know if you guys have heard of the G4 app. It's the people that put on the Bud Tender Awards. Mm, No, No, I don't know that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they came out with an app, you know, a literal app for your phone. And I believe it's supposed to be some kind of culmination of like social media network meets content platform and so the show is now available to watch on there and there's like seven episodes and uh yeah it's worth it it's a really good show it's really awesome hmm. i haven't checked it out i haven't seen it well what the frick are you doing mackie boy i'm working too hard man it's oh. like, a, like a dog 
They, they take a breather, <laughs> would you? Watch my freaking show. Apologies, you're making me feel bad now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and which show as well? Because you've done loads of shows too. Which one was your favorite project you've worked on? Is there one particular that stands out as your favorite? Oh my goddess! Well, you know everything has its <laughs> own own unique journey within the creative process. So I've been, uh, I've, I'm humbled to have worked on very large scale productions and seen what a couple million dollars can buy you. And Mm -hmm. it goes a long way. And I'm also very proud to have worked on a lot of things that were more grassroots initiatives that came from my own heart and mind. And I would say one of the projects I'm the most proud of is one that I made many moons ago with an amazing team at Mary Jane called The Last Prisoner Project. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. That is definitely something to be proud of. Thank you. Yeah, that one was really, really hit close to the heart about people serving life sentences for cannabis crimes. And Mm -hmm. um, that was another production that we made many years ago. And obviously the same issues are still relevant today. You know, there's still 40,000 people sitting in jail for weed wow. crimes while the billionaires of the world continue to invest and build their MSOs across the nation. So Man, don't get me started. Uh, I'll go into rant mode yeah, here. You can be going I know. <laughs> It's easy to rant about. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the more the more eyes and more information we can provide about that simple reality that exists in the space. The more we can, I don't know. I was going to say the more we can fix the problem. Yeah, maybe not. But the more we can at least enlighten people to the problem. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm thinking the more people who are aware of it, because a lot of people just don't know. Yeah, and I think once you know, it's you you should be quickly enraged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do something about it. We spoke to Steve D'Angelo many times. He's been on the show many times. Um, We were on with Andrew just last week, too. Yeah, just last week we were speaking with Andrew. Legends. Yeah. Top quality people. Do you see them much? Have you hooked up with those? Uh, I've never hooked up with them, but I. uh... (laughs) Oh, in America, that's like, you know, like hooking up. Oh, Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That was a joke. I caught caught it too with Mackie, but Mackie, we went over your head, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's different terminology over here. It's just, you know, to meet up with somebody. It's not like Netflix and chill, bro. <laughs> I figured as much. Have you ever snogged with them? Does that work for you, Mackie? No, 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 that um, doesn't work now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I have uh, been fortunate enough to talk to Andrew multiple times in in a few different interview settings. He was on my own podcast recently, and mm-hmm. you know, we I relate to him on a lot of levels. He's someone who was in the pursuit of an acting career. And that's really where he established himself and then began to support himself through cannabis and plant medicine path. And uh, I really appreciate his advocacy in a million different ways. But interestingly, his organization, The Last Prisoner Project, I mean, it's made such a splash. It has moved the needle entirely for people having Mm -hmm. any semblance of awareness about the amount of humans in jail for weed crimes. But when I made the docu-series Prisoners of Prohibition, Last Prisoner Project wasn't even around. So this like um, awareness or this this issue entering the cannabis community's consciousness is actually quite new, or at least for, you know, someone like me, I I entered into the space, not as a legacy anything. Um, so I'm sure there are people who knew about this shit before me, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. On, on a broader scale, it's still still kind of a new subject. So 
very so you, cool stuff to see. You briefly find. mentioned your podcast there. Do you want to tell us about that? Sure. Oh my goddess. Check it out. Have a listen. Uh, it's called the budding mind podcast, and you can listen to it on iTunes and Spotify mm-hmm. as one might. And it is a creation station. It is a platform for me to express my myriad interests, which expand sometimes beyond cannabis. I love talking about psychedelic science and cool. spirituality and shamanism <laughs> and psychics and mediumship and, um, you know, all, all things far out in new age, I tend to, to have a peaked interest in. So awesome. it's, yeah, it's a beautiful epicenter of, of all those things. And Mackie, I think we could get her to talk about the simulation. What do you think? Well, you, the simulation theory, what do you yeah. think? What you think? Are we living in a simulation? Oh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I knew we could get there. Yeah. You know, I, I think that when we say like, are you, do you think you're living in a simulation or not? Like the conversation can kind of be aggressive and that terminology sounds like, oh my God, I'm literally living in a video game. Like I'm zeros and ones. I'm a piece of technology. I'm an NPC character. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that that like feels really cold to people. And so they, they tend to stray away from the conversation. But Mm -hmm. if you apply different terminology, like, are you living in a dream? Are you a just like a fragment of a greater reality? Are you a projection of another entity that is your higher self existing in a different dimension? Like, I think when we- You trick them with your words. Yeah, broaden the language a bit. It invites more people into the curiosity of the conversation rather than like, is the earth flat? Like even that, I'm like, yo, the earth ain't flat. But I think that these ding-dongs that are latching onto this theory, what they really mean is like, is there more than meets the eye? Mm -hmm. And that I obviously can support that argument. Um, But no, the earth is not flat, you fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You were up in the space station. You know it wasn't flat. You saw it from space. Yeah, that's it, baby. I know. And Dale there in the chat said, birds aren't real. (laughs) that's one of my favorite ones man so funny all the birds are killed off and replaced with drones (laughs) like one thing i don't really understand about that is who does that benefit Mm -hmm. like like who wants all the who like what kind of responsibility is the government taking on is that why there's so many potholes they're worried about the pigeons batteries charging uh, but there's a van that drives around LA here that literally says like it has propaganda all on the sides of the van. That's like the, the birds are, the birds aren't real. Don't trust the birds. I'm like, God, this guy wow. went into early retirement, bought a cargo van. And this is how he's spending the last of his days. Honestly, more power to him. If it's a performance art piece, I love it. Surely it is. Nobody can actually believe that. I mean, it was started initially like Dogecoin. You know, Dogecoin started off as mm-hmm. a joke uh, to cryptocurrency and now <laughs> it's doing really well. And this, the birds end real, that started off as just a, a take the piss out of conspiracy theories. Some guy came up yeah. with it and then people have just ran off with it as if it's a real thing. Wow. I mean, isn't that a lot of like conspiracy theories? I remember back in my day when conspiracy theories were fun mm-hmm. and didn't mean you were a flaming idiot. They meant that maybe you were actually just cruising the 
darker edges of the internet, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, you know, back when politicians were lizard people, the good old days. You no, know, yeah, the good old days. <laughs> I forgot about the lizard politicians. Oh my gosh. The queen is a reptilian. Oh my gosh. They've got good conspiracy theories, though. I like to consider conspiracy theories as like adult fairy tales. They're, they're not mm. really real, but we can learn lessons from them. That's what I like. Yeah, to see. I love that perspective. But yeah. also, who knows? Maybe some of the conspiracy theories are are real. I mean, there's there's oftentimes truth and rumors. But to your point, sometimes rumors are just fucking rumors. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You see <laughs> some crazy things going on around the world nowadays. You know, with this economic forum and the the Great Reset. Have you heard about this stuff from Klaus Schwab? The Great Reset, as yeah, have you, in. Have you, have you not heard this? like take all the people off of the plane, like economic reset or yeah well a bit of everything really so definitely an economic reset you'll own nothing can be happy is the saying so you won't own a house you won't own a car you'll just own nothing and be happy because of the way things will function it's a it's it's a pretty big one and it's not really a conspiracy theory anymore it's actually proven that this is what people (laughs) are talking about yeah i know i i've uh been reading a bit about just the housing market issues and different mm-hmm. investment firms coming in and BlackRock as many houses and Vanguard. As they can. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe this is not illegal, but I mean, this is America. Oh, no, so it is. It is shocked. for people down here like us. But those up there, they can do whatever the fuck they like and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> they own the politician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, legality mm-hmm. is a. Uh, it's one of them terms that can be used in different ways for different people. <laughs> Depending upon your economic status. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as someone who does not own a house and has ambitions to one day, even though I'm living in probably the most idiotic yeah, city in, to in ever in in. What? I know. I know. Yeah, you can live in San like... Francisco now. That could be worse. Uh-huh. Okay, there you go. Yep. <laughs> the million dollar starter home. Exactly. <laughs> The million dollar entry home, yes. It's insane. It is. It's, it's gone crazy. The market's mm. really nuts in some places right now. For sure. Yeah. You know, I actually live by, I, I rent a home and I, my neighborhood's perfectly cute. It's not, when it comes to Los Angeles, I'm not really in a defined community. I'm not on the east side, not on the west side. I'm right smack in the middle of the city. And the homes near me are they're nice. They're not like anything crazy, but visually they seem like they should be attainable. And sometimes when I take my dog for a walk, I'll casually go on Zillow and stalk my neighbors and mm-hmm. interiors <laughs> and, and see like, all right, well, how much is this house? This looks like it should be fine. Right. And usually on average, I'm looking at like $2 million homes in my neighborhood, Whoa. which is insane. And also probably on the cheap end for the you know, vast majority of the city. And the hysterical part why I bring this up is that I live right the fuck by an oil drill, like right next to it. It's concealed as a building, which is what we do in Los Angeles. (laughs) Truly. They build a building around the pump. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so it looks like a government building. And when I first moved in, I had suspicions about the building. I was like, what is this? No <laughs> one's ever here, but there's like fences all around it. And there's a grass. Like, what is this? I looked at it on Google earth and there is no ceiling. There's no roof. 
so you can see the drill from Google Earth. Wow. So you found out by yourself some investigation and shit? <laughs> yeah, I'm a freaking journalist. Yeah, that's cool, man. Journalista. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> and then it's also like, wait, what? I live by an oil drill? Like, why didn't my landlord tell me that? I'm like a block away. Is there, are there health repercussions I should be aware of? Wow. That's but crazy. Yeah, people are buying $2 million, $3 million homes just a stone's throw away from an oil pump. So odd. Weird, wow. weird planet we're living on, but. Yes, there's a reason for everything. That's crazy. I just got oil pumps there in the in the middle of Los Angeles. You would be so that would have surprised. Been yeah, yeah. If you guys drive around LA, even on like a lot of our coastal cities, there are there's so many oil drills. It's it's not a part of like the beautiful utopian Southern California imagery that you see on a postcard, but it is mm -hmm. it's here, baby. I feel like we should dress them up to look like birds or something just yeah. cuter, you know, like, oh, we're not doing anything bad here. <laughs> it's yeah. just art. I've seen communities where they take the cell phone towers and make them look like trees. I mean, they do some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, at least if you're going to freaking bog me down with cancerous radiation, make it cute. Mm, you know, exactly. You could get that. <laughs> is that is the oil thing one of them dinosaur ones? You know what I mean? Which goes up and yes. down. Oh, cool. Uh -huh. So yeah, exactly. did you see that Simpsons episode where Homer Simpson gains a lot of weight and at work, he uses that dinosaur thing that just keeps pressing the enter button on his <laughs> keyboard? No, but I love a Simpsons reference. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> one of the classic episodes. And, and then the thing stops pressing the button and it explodes or something. But anyway, yeah, you can make it look like one of those. That'd be pretty cool. There you but go. That's my own imagination anyway. <laughs> Let's use our tax see. dollars for something that matters, right? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're going to get high <laughs> and walk past it and see it like dipping its face down and it'll be comical for a while. <laughs> People will come visit. It's good for tourism. They're, oh, yeah. Come visit our oil drills. Come, mm -hmm. come see our oil well over here. It's very you'll fun. Love, you'll, you'll love, love what Tourists taking selfies with the drills. Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be a thing of the past. One day, so we see it all the time down here. It's, it's oh yeah, we don't dress it up. We definitely don't dress it up. It's out there in the middle of the field naked. Wow. <laughs> but we don't have those kind of thing here in the UK. I mean, as are out in the sea, in the North Sea, we don't have them on land really. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, one way or another, we'll pill we're pillaging the earth. So. Mm -hmm. Bad times, man. <laughs> But I think times are beginning to change now. As we can see, fuel prices are reaching ridiculously high, which was always predicted. It's just how quickly it's happening. You know, this has been since I was a kid. It was like one day we'll start running out of oil, we'll hit peak oil, and the cost of the fossil fuels will go up, and they'll be so expensive that people will invest more in renewable energies. Well, that's kind of where we are now. I mean, in yeah, backs Calif up against a wall. Fortunately, yeah. in some ways, I've seen is California reaching ten dollars a gallon now. I haven't seen that, but I've certainly seen seven and well beyond. It's wow. it's kind of funny. I mean, it's actually it's really not funny at all. But <laughs> just <laughs> watching the signs go you up have every to day. Laugh, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I used to look for like where's the cheapest, and now I'm intrigued. Like, what's the most expensive gas you could get in this city? Wow. Uh, yeah, but hey, it's a great great year for the rechargeable scooter, the mm -hmm. e bike. <laughs> <laughs> they are everywhere right now. People yeah, falling all over them in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Unfortunately, Los Angeles doesn't have very great public transit, but I imagine that will also have to shift pretty quickly. It mm-hmm. will be, it will certainly be interesting to see how much this puts uh, puts pressure on different industries to raise their prices and how that trickles down into people's everyday lives and, mm-hmm. and how we all best accommodate the changes necessary. I like to think of myself as, um, you know, capable in an Okay, not post-apocalyptic, but you know, I like have those visions. Like, <laughs> oh, how yeah, would I survive? Do. That's my yeah, favorite how, shit. You know, could I fucking survive this shit? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> baby, I'm a desert dweller. Like, I'll go. I'm a camel. I don't need water. Just kidding. I absolutely do. But um, <laughs> just you have to I, find it. You'll be fine. You know? fine yeah. <laughs> but I think the the adjustments that will, will be required out of our daily lives might be might be an exciting thing for some of us to explore mm. I, i'm sure most of us won't look at it that way um just being pressured to do things maybe the way that's not as convenient as before but yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting time ahead and it keeps things interesting right now. for sure, for sure. <laughs> but at least we, we got, got our weed right man mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. yeah so we water our plants that's right. All we have to do, we don't even have to leave home. We're high on homegrown, so we can just stay home and, and, and be fine. There you go, baby. Man, I'm smoking my way through the apocalypse. Exactly. Indeed. Do you, do you grow your own? I do not right now, but I have. Yeah, I've, I've had Great. two runs of growing outdoor. Cool. Uh, good yeah. Outdoor, outdoor weed. Mm, yes. Nice, That's man. right, baby. My own brand of Cali Kush. Yeah, I grew probably like three years ago in a house that I used to live in and mm-hmm. I grew six plants right on my balcony um, overlooking my backyard. So no one could actually hop in and steal it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. And then I moved into a new spot by the oil drill. <laughs> <laughs> I grew, I grew nine plants out in my backyard and it was a freaking forest. And then unfortunately I live backed up to an alley uh-huh. and I'll blame it on the alley and just the, the environment that I live in, but my plants got powdery mildew Oh, and I, uh, man, did I tend to those babies? I was using damp cloths and literally wiping every leaf of nine fucking plants <laughs> Damn. every day, every day, trying to salvage as much as I could throughout the process. And ultimately the mildew got the best of them and uh. I still was able to harvest to a degree, but I had a little bit of a weird just according to my research, I wasn't sure if like I should be smoking too much of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ended up tossing out a good hefty, a good hefty bunch. So you could say all that work for nothing, question mark, but yeah, they had fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was honestly, it was really great lesson learned and Mm -hmm. truly like very humbling when you think about the amount of effort and knowledge and skill and work put in by the farmers that provide the cannabis that I am so lucky to be able to buy or, Mm -hmm, or I'm mm -hmm. gifted just like, God damn, a lot goes into it. And I think growing at home is so cool. And I would never discourage the novice. It is like such a beautiful full Mm -hmm. circle enriching experience, but the bros up in humble that are getting those dank 
dense nugs popping for us all. It's uh, it's pretty yeah. mind boggling how how you get there. I've never grown anything but swaggy swagster, my friends. Uh, <laughs> just takes a bit of practice, man. When you're in the right position, let's get it started off again. Yeah, I will. You know, I'm thinking of growing indoors next. Mm -hmm. Um, If I can get some LED lights going, Mm -hmm. um, it's just a bit, you know, the the space coming up with the space in your house Mm -hmm. can be a bit of a challenge, but I'm definitely interested in, oh my gosh, I love growing. Smoking what you grow is like the coolest gift you could ever give yourself as a stoner Mm -hmm. i think (laughs) for sure man i've smoked my own for a very long time and the odd occasion you run out and you have to go out onto the streets to go find some and it's it's dire it's so crap and it's expensive man i would say yeah that expensive i mean here in california when you go into a dispensary to buy an eighth, say on the low end for $40, consider that about double with all of the taxes by the time you're out the door. I mean, shit is so expensive. Fortunately, working in the cannabis space, if it's not like plants that I've grown, I'm gifted. Mm -hmm. I'm gifted cannabis quite a bit. So I tend to, (laughs) I, I manage to not have to go into a dispensary too often, but, um, yeah, it's, the prices are insane. Yeah, we just had uh, somebody in chat there, Billy Bonds. He's one, one of our listeners. He's the troublesome one, Billy is. But, uh... <laughs> Billy Bonds. Billy Bonds, you trouble, Billy. Bonds. <laughs> he said, uh, tell Brooke to join Percy's and learn more. Plug, plug. Because that's our website, percysgrowroom.com. It's a cannabis growers forum. And we have loads of new people come up to there and learn how to grow cannabis from the start and to, until they're producing their own high-quality buds, man. Cute. We love to hear it. Plug, plug, Percy's. Yeah, yeah. So if you need any help, all just percy'sgrowing.com. You'll be welcome over there. Don't have to tell anybody who you are. You know, you can be anonymous and just wear it around. We're definitely international. We've got people from all over the world at Percy's. So we speak Mm -hmm. every, we speak all kinds of English. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know what? Gone are the days of me wanting to maintain any anonymity i i am far (laughs) out of the cannabis closet at this point but i have a question for you dudes what would you have said about powdery mildew how would Uh, you fixed it apparently the best way to treat it is by using milk uh, milk mixed with water you spray that to get rid of some but i think you were doing the right thing there by cleaning each individual leaf unfortunately i would have sent you to dr zymes which is a organic Mm. citric, citric acid compound that can be sprayed on the plants even in flour and uh, we'll, you know, the, P- the pH will take care of your powder- powdery mildew problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, and- interesting. I did use, I used both of those solutions. When I tried the milk thing at first, I am not a vegan, but I don't drink milk. So putting right. milk on my plants, I was like, this is so weird. But I used the Dr. <laughs> Zymes, but I think just also due to the, again, like the environment in my backyard, mm-hmm. there's hanging plants. There's like oh. bougainvilleas that literally hang from the alley over into our backyard. And I think that those plants just like have powdery mildew in them. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were just constantly shedding spores onto mm-hmm. my plants every day, but it was one heck of a heck of a job. An important mm-hmm. thing is to make sure that you have good airflow around the plants because if it's got good airflow, yeah. you're less likely to see any type of mold grow like that because the mold yeah. needs stale air in order to germinate and then grow around the plant. So if you keep, uh, you know, make sure the leaves aren't touching each other so much, that's always a good thing to do. 
direct fresh air blowing in that direction if you can, but that's it's difficult to do when you're outdoors, isn't it? You can't yeah, control I mean, the wind. And even sometimes outdoors, you'll defoliate the in interior canopy mm -hmm. of the plant so you can get air moving through the canopy easier to prevent those mold spores from having that stale air pockets. Mm -hmm. Ooh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Wish I had you guys way back when. Hey, so, Percy's growing. We told you now. We're there. Percy's. Come on. Percy, okay, Percy. <laughs> Percy's Why grow are you room. holding like, on like, to me, Percy? Like Percy's uh, personal growers. That, that's what the saying is from. Oh, got it. Very cute. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> only, we only do home growers. We don't do anything commercial. We have plant limits, the whole thing. So we're <laughs> just people growing our own. That's all we do. Yeah. Wow. Because we think everybody should have safe, sane access to their own supply of cannabis because that's exactly. the best way to do it. So we like Couldn't to teach people. more. So, yeah. yeah. And when you're in illegal areas, we hate those dark alleys with, with you know, the guy that's mm -hmm. 15 minutes around the corner that'll be there. Just in 15 three minutes, hours. man. Be yeah, with you in 15 minutes, fam. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even left the house yet. 15 minutes, right? No. Fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think probably the biggest barrier to entry for people who want to start growing, my guess, same with people who want to grow their own mushrooms. I mean, mm -hmm. I am totally supportive of anyone growing their own plant medicines there's no I, I do that have too. to buy this shit <laughs> oh check you out Maggie. i mean you are the mushroom icon after all, indeed, so that indeed. exactly yes, that yeah, checks right. out but i think probably the biggest barrier and this was at least my own experience as well as getting the seeds or the clone oh, or mm -hmm, the spores mm -hmm. i mean yeah. you can you can get the soil and you can get the cocoa and you can get water and sunshine yeah. no problem but mm -hmm. actually but, being able to get those seeds or spores um can prove challenging because nowadays the weed that you buy from the dispensary they're trying to get all the seeds out of it mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't they don't want to slip any seeds into your weed so well, in, <laughs> that's, in those April, are proprietary genetics <laughs> but in april the dea decided to, to classify cannabis seeds as as now hemp so you can legally get cannabis seeds sent to you in the united states now Yes. They won't Shit. be confiscated in the mail. So, <laughs> hey, all you have to do is mail order them now. And mm -hmm. I'd, like to find. I'd like to say I'm up to date on things that are happening in the cannabis space, but that is the first time I've heard that. Holy dick and balls. That's what I like to say now. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I'm about to order me some seeds. Just kidding. powdery mail do. No, no they, do it anyway. Do it anyway. <laughs> You know, you'll be you'll be okay. You learn from your mistakes. Keep the plants small. If you do like an auto flower, it won't grow so big. So, yeah, I think I would need to, to just keep them. it to like one or two plants and not nine because they mm -hmm, were very mm -hmm. much breathing on each other. But thank you guys. Wow, color me inspired. Sweet. Hey, we can even offer you seed discounts from our from our sponsors. Yeah, fifteen percent oh. off. Or we even have seeds we can send out to people. We can send you a few seeds if you like. Oh my gosh, this day is getting better and better. Right? <laughs> we like we aim to please. <laughs> That's what we like about the cannabis community. You know, the cannabis community seems to be a very generous community. We mm -hmm. like to give mm -hmm. to each other. We are all degenerates together. Exactly. We yeah. all we're all here in the same journey in the same degenerate space. So you mentioned a few <laughs> times as well, uh, hallucinogens. You mentioned the mushrooms. Uh, what are you into there? Are you into like uh, do you take some mushrooms yourself? Have you done DMT? What's the whole level you've been to with the psychedelics? What drugs have you done? Um, <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, I have evolved with my community. I certainly, I love 
mushrooms. I love LSD. I have tried DMT. I have sat with ayahuasca and I'm curious about many other plant medicines as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I hold no judgments. Um, I'm, I'm I'm open to all of it. And I, I sincerely believe, however, the more that I am on this path, I believe that the plant medicine paths are individuated. And I, I, while I do think in some ways these can be of benefit to all, I also think that people need to know themselves and know, mm-hmm. um, if maybe they shouldn't fuck with these plants, especially when um, you get to the DMT and ayahuasca. Yeah, exactly. I've just, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, I've met a lot of different personality types and seen a lot of, uh, different mental illnesses and, and mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, maybe people who these things aren't necessarily suited for them. However, I would say if you have any curiosity whatsoever, that is probably an inclination that, you know, these plants are calling to you. And mm-hmm. um, perhaps it is, perhaps it is meant to be in your lifetime that you eventually commune. But I, yeah, I mean, over the past, I, I would say over the past two years, has it been two years? I've, I've sat with ayahuasca a few times awesome so when you say you've sat with ayahuasca you've gone to a shaman you've drank the the ayahuasca drink yes that is wow so and so then you the drink (laughs) so then you're like pretty much in a different dimension for about eight eight hours afterwards right yeah you know the amount of time that you are under the medicine can vary depending on a lot of different things. And of course, Mm -hmm. how much you drink typically in a ceremony setting, you're encouraged to drink more than once. So, um, like many psychedelic experiences, you'll hit a crescendo and then start to become more lucid. And so you can kind of, um, enter in and out of that throughout the course of one ceremony. But Mm -hmm. I, have indeed, I have sat with a traditional Shipibo shaman in the past, and then it took me a few years to return back to the medicine with some facilitators rather than shamans, I'll call them here in California. And mm-hmm. um, it's been some of the most life-changing work that I've ever embarked on. And um, yeah, <laughs> that shit is wild. You want to talk to God? <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been able to come across it, man. Stuck here in the UK. They don't uh, always have those kind of things, but it's something that I've been uh, interested in for a long time. I'd love to give that a go, but at the same yeah, time, terrified. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And you know, but you know what I think is a friend told me this actually last night. Um, we were talking about her. She has a family member who is severely bipolar and um, is now having addictive tendencies to ketamine. And it was brought up to her by someone else that maybe she tries ayahuasca or ibogaine and we were talking about like well maybe she actually is not the right candidate for these things Hmm. that rather than someone presenting her with this is what you should do to heal yourself I think she needs to be the recipient of those calls Mm -hmm. on her own and we were talking about our own relationships with plant medicines and perhaps our own experiences through um through mushroom journeys or through LSD or through MDMA kind of leads you up to ayahuasca in some ways, or these Mm -hmm. more, um, or DMT, these more in-depth 
experiences like ayahuasca has kind of said, okay, you're ready. Like you've, you've done seen some shit. You can come and drink this tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say it comes um, and finds you, right? You don't find DMT or ayahuasca. They find yeah, you when the time is right. They do say that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I will say, you know, a friend asked me, do you want to sit in an ayahuasca ceremony? And I was like, oh my God, yes, fuck no. Yes, no, 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 yes, no. I don't know, do I, don't I? Um, yeah, I've had some some really interesting experiences. And I've had a lot of, a lot of fear, a lot mm-hmm. of fear come up before embarking on those journeys. And, um, you know, the, there is no, what is it like? No reward without the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but I, I truly ayahuasca has certainly confirmed to me that these plant medicines, be it cannabis or, um, varieties of mushrooms or whatever have their own consciousness and have their own objectives and their own missions here on this earth. And um, we are, we are participating and in communicating with them, but they very much have their own agendas. Um, And I think that you can speak to them and invite them in when you're on the substance or not. Mm. Sounds super cool, but at the same time, terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen to that. Listen to that. And and one thing that I think is interesting with the the fear that comes up with psychedelics, which does even for me, like I've tripped dozens of times. I've never actually quote unquote had like a terrifying trip, knock Mm -hmm, on wood. mm -hmm. But the fear is still there and it's something that comes up often. And I think as I get older, as the stakes get higher in my life. I'm no longer like a college kid with my parents paying my bills. I'm like, you know, like, oh my gosh, am I going to go take a whole weekend and trip? And like, I'm going to tell my work that I can't, I'm not going to be in touch. So, um, I think the fear is relevant, but I like to balance that out with is the fear my own, or is it something that societally has been placed there? And it's really Mm -hmm. a shame to think about how much of it is like, even unbeknownst to us, how much yeah. of that subconscious programming has led us to be fearful of these altered states. Mm-hmm. The reefer madness kind of thing. True. Yeah, man. I remember the videos and everything on TV. They used to show you, oh, you're going to look like this. It's going to act like this. You're going to have flashbacks two weeks later. All this Yeah, stuff. I thought that. I thought uh-huh. that for the longest time about LSD. I thought that I would be driving one day, crack my back, and I'd trip all over again. Well, that would- doesn't happen. I'm waiting for that. I well, know. I, mean, I was like, they, damn, that'd be so sick. would happen on the commercials. Yeah, you'll have trip back. You'll have flashbacks for years. <laughs> yeah, remember, you said that would happen. Remember back in the day <laughs> on the Xbox? I don't know if you'll remember. It's like the first on the first Xbox model that came out, you could put CDs in. Remember CDs? Remember? Remember? And then, <laughs> and then uh, you'd have the graphics playing on the screen and there'd be all patterns and shit. Well, I took a shitload of acid and me and a friend sat there for like 12 hours just listening to the doors on repeat. LA Woman was the uh, the album. No, it wasn't actually the doors. It was like the movie version, but you know, it's, uh, Val Kilmer did a better Jim Morrison than Jim Morrison did. So, <laughs> fucking epic <laughs> album. But I, I was always thinking, one day I'll be driving down the road and Riders of the Storm will come on, and I'll just be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> here it comes! I knew it was gonna happen. Free drugs!" <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're telling me I can save money and. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just power. I, I used to love LSD, man. But 
it's it's a very intense one, isn't it? When when them waves come, and but it's never anything too scary. Like you, I've never had a bad trip. I've never been tripping too hard for a, for a bad trip, really. Just always lots of giggles, man. So many. oh, lots of gig balls. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to be like way more willy nilly with psychedelic experiences. I'd take drugs at a festival and just like. Mm-hmm trip my face off in front of thousands of people and like have not a care in the world. And yeah, as I, as I mature, call it maturation, or maybe it's fear. I don't know, but now I like to like take half a tab when Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to be on a a hike for several hours. Nice. Um, Yeah. You just, you got it. You learn you learn what suits you and sometimes it doesn't necessarily suit the situation, but I've also taken acid plenty of times where I'm like, damn, I already put that in my mouth and it's going to be 12 hours, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. oh shit. I didn't really clock that. <laughs> did I? <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. But that's it. Very... The, the older you get, the more responsi- responsibilities you have and you don't really have the time to be tripping balls 12 hours. No. Yeah, you know, microdosing is very popular now, though, right? It is indeed. I'm actually on a microdosing protocol right now myself. Oh, what are you microdosing with? Some psilocybin? It's psilocybin and lion's mane and cordyceps. So cool. it's a mushroom stack by um, someone I know makes these microdose capsules with lots of love and care. And the psilocybin is called hillbilly. That's the varietal. Um, which I learned is actually like an American fungi and Ooh. its origins. And it's called hillbilly because like hillbillies like to trip too. Like they would go out and pick, <laughs> pick the mushrooms off cow dung. Uh, oh, those. <laughs> oh, now I know the mushrooms you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been on this for about three weeks. I'm doing two days on three days off. And I entered into this because I've been experiencing a lot of brain fog. I will not blame it on the weed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, But I have just been having like some disconnected thoughts and maybe I'm just growing more dumb with time, but I was hoping that maybe microdosing would provide a little bit of, um, it's a good excuse. brain functionality. <laughs> yeah, it's a great excuse, but it's definitely subperceptual. And I'm certainly curious about, I've tried microdosing in the past and I kind of gave up on it because I didn't notice anything, but mm-hmm, I guess that's the whole damn point. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm actually talking to a friend of mine, Zeus Tipato, who is the founder of the Stone Gaming League. He's going to be on my podcast soon. And he is now entering into the psychedelic space as a journalist and just a talking head of sorts. But he wrote an article recently about essentially how much he does not buy the microdosing shit. Like he does not think he thinks it's bad marketing. Yeah. Placebo. Mm -hmm. And that of all the studies out there about about microdosing or like subperceptual psychedelic experiences, um, there have been no, well, really there's been no long-term studies about this specifically, but from what does exist out there in the world, potentially there's no data that supports microdosing is moving the needle for anyone. And, um, you know, I think that's the curious thing about both cannabis and psychedelics is a lot of the research is actually anecdotal at this Mm -hmm, point. And until mm -hmm. these things are legalized, we won't get definitive answers. So yeah. Uh, but I'm willing to experiment on myself. I'm a guinea pig. Of course. It might work for you. It might not work for <laughs> others. That's, that's just the way it goes, isn't it? 
but this research can't be done while it's still Schedule One federally, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. True. Yeah, no, man. No federal money, and the government will not accept private studies. Man, it's we're just locked in. So you talk about this kind of thing on your podcast too. Yeah, baby, let's go in. I mean, if I don't, who will? Just mm-hmm. kidding. A lot of people are now becoming more comfortable talking about these things. And I think that's yeah. a very exciting, exciting moment. Because mushrooms are, are legal now. Are they legal or decriminalized in California? What's the score there? Neither. Uh, in Sacramento, they're decriminalized. Right. Okay. But uh, that's just, that's just their that's city. just Sacramento, so, yeah. Yeah, there's... Um, Ann Arbor, Michigan. There's somewhere, I think maybe Denver uh, as well yeah, as Oregon. Denver. I think Oregon is going legal. I think I read about yeah. that recently. And Things are moving and shaking. Yeah, Washington's pushing yeah. it too. Yeah. There Things are go. moving and shaking for you guys. We're just over here with our mouths drooling like, what? Can, can we have a little bit of that, please? <laughs> Don't worry, Mackie. I'm still in the States and I want a little bit of that, mm-hmm. please, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Very true, mate. Very I'm just true. in the wrong part of the States. yeah talk to the queen would you (laughs) i mean she wouldn't spare any time for someone like me unless i go around there with some some mushrooms imagine that just go around to buckingham palace and be like excuse me your majesty would you like to get fucked up with me today (laughs) have you dropped her have you dropped her a line on instagram and asked her for an interview yeah a few times (laughs) i have a phone number I will call her. I mean, she's old as hell. If on her way out, she could just trip balls one Mm -hmm. time. Why shouldn't it be with me? You know what I mean? Come on, Liz, I'll make you some mushroom tea. I know you love tea. Liz! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) We're on to them. We know the truth. We know the truth. (laughs) That's why she's called Elizabeth. Don't be fooled, everybody. It's right in front of your face. That's right. In plain sight where you don't see it. Yeah. All along, man, just ripping us off just like that, making fools out of us. That's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> did you, do you are you into conspiracies much? Like, did we did we land on the moon? What do you think? Did we land on the moon? Yeah, I would cool. hope that as far cool. as humans have advanced, we would manage to land on the fucking moon. <laughs> I mean, there's so much space trash out in the universe, it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to object that mm-hmm. we why would we have an international space station and can't land on the moon? Are we that fucking bad at our jobs? It's just aiming, isn't it? You just gotta aim some guys in a in a tin can and shoot them in the right direction. It's that easy. It is that easy. But why didn't the Brits do it then? What about you? Because we don't have the money like you guys have. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But back that's, then that's you had some high tax serious... rate too. Mm. I'm like, why? Like, who would it benefit to make that? up how would that i mean i guess to like show the ussr look we did it (laughs) yeah that's it we did it first (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but you got to know that russia was sitting there tracking as much as they could making sure that we were doing what we say we were doing and that's right and if you didn't do it do you not think the russians will be out be like they're lying look here's the evidence so yeah they're like we've actually already been here just clacking Mm -hmm. their fingers (laughs) (laughs) and then we have the the classic you know who killed jfk Oh, geez. It's a classic. Ooh, I, like I just watched one. the Marilyn Monroe documentary on Netflix. Have you guys seen this? Oh, no, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. The, the missus has watched it. She said it's good. Yeah, I would highly recommend it if you want a good cry. I, <laughs> you know, I've, of course, like, idolized Marilyn Monroe. She is an absolute icon. And I've heard remnants of the story that there is, like, 
Kennedy brother conspiracy surrounding her death. But Mm -hmm. this doc is enlightening. Those brothers, and it's appropriate to call me ignorant, but I would say like the little (laughs) that I knew about JFK, I was like, oh, he was, he was a good president. He was going to do good stuff. He was a Mm -hmm. good guy. He was different than the rest. That's what the CIA wanted to get rid of him. Well, (laughs) potentially, but you know, watching this documentary, it puts a different lens on perhaps politically, he was a bit more progressive than his predecessors. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like, were the Kennedys good people? I think the answer is definitively no. But it's also <laughs> it's also can be answered with were the Kennedys politicians? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, politicians but... are very rarely good people. So, good freaking point. But mm-hmm. if they killed my gal Marilyn, I swear to God, I'd come after <laughs> them if they weren't already dead. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> Can you say that kind of thing on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll find out, huh? Yeah, I think we just did. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, we shut down. The stream's buffering. <gasps> yeah, I do like the, the old conspiracy theories. We had a guy on the show recently from a, a show called Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. Oh, my gosh. What a great podcast. Oh, sweet. You listen to that? Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, ben was on the show. Ben Bowling. Oh my gosh, so fun. Yeah. So fun. Wow. And did he have any good ones for you? Uh, we just chatted shit for a couple of hours like this. This is how we roll. We just, we just <laughs> yeah. talk about no anything. Comes up. That's right. I got to listen to it. Go right, listen right, to right. it. It's there. It's out there for you to download absolutely free on all social networks. And mm-hmm. okay. Podcast are you guys, <laughs> if you guys are conspiracy theorists, how do you feel about inner earth, hollow earth? Did Ben talk oh, about that? Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that, but it's, it's another one of those. And I don't believe it. No, it's a fun one. No. Have you guys heard of there's like um like us there was a sinkhole or something that was found in China where mm-hmm. there was a oh yeah for- yeah they like found yeah. a forest like deep deep in the earth like a forest under a forest mm-hmm. and I don't know to me I'm like oh shit oh shit is that <laughs> is that in earth is that proof but no it's yeah. not. No, it's not. It's... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? You know, the more I dabble with plant medicines, the more I think anything mm-hmm. is possible. And there's more of what I don't know than what I do know. Sure. And whether it be interdimensional entities or entities that exist on this very planet that I just cannot perceive, there's a lot of shit happening all around us. And mm-hmm. You know. So, did you uh, experience the machine elves? Oh, that's so interesting. I did not, but I have. I've heard of. Um, I'm not sure. Like Arrowid, I believe, is the website that has been trying to 3D map the different dimensions that people frequently visit in DMT experiences, cool. and the owl is one of them. Um, no, I've. I've. You know, my last experience, I was really calling in an animal like i wanted an an experience with an animal guide come on pick me show me the (laughs) cougar uh and i did have a really beautiful experience with with a hummingbird and the hummingbird in in this dimension very much is a beautiful symbol and sign for me so yeah i was having some like i guess you could call them 
negative thoughts. I was having thoughts I didn't really want to be having in an experience. Mm -hmm. And I called upon the hummingbird and she came right in front of my forehead and fluttered her wings and just like swept, swept the thoughts away and just changed the scene in my mind. And that was a fucking trip. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty crazy. Um, it always sounds but, pretty crazy these DNT trips, man. People say that they've they've been on trips that felt, felt like they was out there for a thousand years. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've had some. My first DMT experience, I saw, <laughs> I saw an alien and a man in a top hat, laying horizontal horizontal to the floor, like head to head floating above the earth. And there was a strand of DNA intertwined in between their heads. And I remember thinking like, why am I seeing a mad hatter? Like, this is so weird. I'm not in another dimension. This is just something weird in my mind. But apparently this is a common entity that people frequently see in DMT journeys is the jester, is Mm. the man in the top hat. That's Um, right. And when you think about like the tarot, like tarot, the magician, the like there is this archetype in the human psyche of the of the gesture of the fool of of these uh yeah, like come look behind the curtain. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, yeah. it, it intrigues me. It's, it's fascinating shit. But I've never been Have able to do it. Have you experienced DMT? Oh no. I haven't been able to really get hold of any. I'd love to try it. But then again, it, it's the same thing as ayahuasca. It's uh, terrifying. Yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't feel comfortable going away for a thousand years and then coming back and be like, fuck, that was scary. You know. <laughs> well, but I yeah, really want to know, try I it at the same time. Like, I think if you talk to these consciousnesses before you embark on the journey, mm-hmm, it can help mm-hmm. to maybe... Um, That's right. You, you can't. Part- you you can have to really respect it, don't you? It has to be respected, this shit absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. and something Mm -hmm. that i i do now with cannabis as well and and i really enjoy smoking spliffs i'm the european way mackie um i love my oh i've got beautiful homegrown tobacco which i think that's actually fascinating if we're on a homegrown podcast no one grows their own tobacco considering Mm -hmm. how many people smoke cigarettes Mm -hmm. yeah how wild is that i suppose because it's cheap and easy to get to yeah and i've tried to get my hands on the plant and i like you can't get it at a Home Depot or a Lowe's or anything. No, but the seed's easy to get. Yeah, that I will have to, you know, give a bit more of an effort, I guess. <laughs> so how does the tobacco turn out? Does it turn out nice? What's it like? This tobacco that I have, let me give her a plug. I mean, this is just like a random lady on a website. She does not have a big company, but it's called Sacred Smokes. Mm-hmm. And this particular blend is American Virginian flu, Canadian flu, and then there's also an herbal blend within it. So there's rose, rosemary, sage, lavender, and Damiana. I like to smoke my herbs as well. Mm. Um, but when I smoke, I will now like welcome in the spirit of tobacco, welcome in the spirit of cannabis, especially if maybe I got too high from smoking or taking an edible or something like those moments can still happen to me where paranoia might strike and mm-hmm. I will turn to like, okay, welcome, like welcome into my body, welcome into my system. Like you are welcome here. Like, please, please don't fuck me up anymore than you already have. <laughs> 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 but it helps me at least, you know, whether it's really doing anything in a spiritual way or if it's just like calming my own, my own mind, it mm-hmm. works. Man. 
scary just you know when you go for them them high-end hallucinogens like that the ones that take you away dmt is only like 15 minutes in your back but the the time is perspective man it's it's you experience time at different rates depending on what you're doing and once the brain's been altered like that and it seems like a long time doing a trip it might seem like a few years inside the trip and then you come out and your mates like been away for 10 minutes that's crazy shit man i watched this one real cool video of a guy doing a the five meo dmt from the frog mm. you know they're licking the toad uh, <laughs> but he, he smoked it you know they pop the gland on the frog's skin and then they let it dry and then they smoke the venom back comes out of that and this guy he, he, he went through the whole trip filmed him as he was going through it and when he came back he said he felt like he was gone for like a thousand years but he was he, the whole video plays for it's like five minutes long just crazy how time wow. is is messed up like that when you hit that shit but he seemed like yeah. he had a good time. So. <laughs> I've had, I, uh, a, a friend of mine had a, a roommate, had a DMT pen. If you guys have seen like, right. Yeah. I've seen, I've, yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. 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 So she had a pen and it was just sitting in her room. And one day I went in her room to borrow clothes or something. And I saw it sitting there and I was like, well, should I, just, Uh-oh. Should I just hit this DMT pen right now? And <laughs> I don't know, let's call it like, it's called Tuesday at 2 p.m. I was all willy nilly about it. And so I just took it and took a hit of it. And uh, typically with DMT in particular, in order to quote unquote blast off, you have mm-hmm. to inhale, you have to combust like a large amount yeah. of, you have to take in so a lot of smoke. Three and, big hits from a bong. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. And you start to lose a little bit of your own um, motor skills and functioning. So it can be helpful to have someone there Mm -hmm. to encourage you to continue. Um, So in any case, I was just like, I'm just going to take one. Oh, yeah, Brooke, I'm a cool girl. (laughs) And so I took a hit and my perception of space, time, everything around me, like the room started to kind of become a funnel and time started to like bend in my mind. And it really was not pleasant. And I heard, like, I heard a message that was like, oh, you just want to dip your toe in? Oh, 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 you just want to dabble? Oh, you just want to have a fun time? Like, is that what you really want? Let us know. Come back when you're ready, you idiot. And <laughs> She literally, or he, or whatever DMT is, they were like, uh uh, girly, like you do not just get to come and play around. This mm-hmm. is the real deal. And I took it, I was like, oh shit, she's pissed at me. <laughs> and I did not consume anymore in that moment. It's but- crazy. Many people say the same thing. You, you know, if you don't respect it, then it will let you know that you need to respect it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Shit, oh, yeah, man. baby. See, I'm not a very spiritual guy. I'm not, uh, I don't believe in religion and shit like that. don't believe in much, really. But I think the only spiritual experience I could ever really have is by taking DMT or ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. I think that will give me something to, I don't know, to think about a little more. I find it very yeah. interesting. I mean, I dragged an atheist friend with me to my last ceremony and... I don't know. He said, I don't know if I believe in God, but if I do, that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I'd like to try it for, you know, to, to try and, I don't know, have some kind of spiritual experience that I haven't had before. That would be real cool, man. One day, maybe one day, one day I one endorse day. it. I'm just going to have to grow my own. Like I do everything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, let me know if you do, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, be up in the UK. Is like, you want to come hit this shit? <laughs> <laughs> you go first. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit. So what time is your audition later on? It is at 3 p.m. my time. So in about an hour, is that right? In about Ooh. an hour. That's right, Ooh. baby. Ooh, so you have to go and get ready and all of that. That's right, honey. We got to put on the Ritz. <laughs> yeah, I got to sell myself so someone will freaking validate me already. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a difficult job being an actress. <laughs> uh well, you know, if you're lucky enough to call it your job, then it's probably not too difficult. Mm. I, you know, don't, I don't work every day in this industry. So when these, when these opportunities come up, they are much cherished. Um, but yeah, I, being an actress requires quite a thick skin mm. and it also trains me to have pretty thick skin and that's a transferable skill to other areas of my life. I'm really not afraid of being told no. Mm. And I largely attribute that to acting because the you know amount of times that you audition for things and don't get them is right. pretty significant. So um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's an interesting pursuit wherein a lot of your opportunities are actually up to someone else mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily have to resign to that in a modern world where there's many platforms for you to put yourself out there so it's that old saying and it your choices are half chance and so are everybody else's oh yeah baz Luhrmann, everybody's free to wear sunscreen yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah but you know i i really Nothing lights me up more than being on a set and working with other creative people mm. to collaborate on bringing something to life that um, the viewer, the audience member just has no idea the amount of people and work and labor and love that goes into a single mm -hmm. scene. And there's something really comical and, and poetic about that for me. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I really, I'm going to drive it home until Hollywood says you should probably get Botox and then I'll be like all right maybe I'll, maybe I'll tap out Ooh. here <laughs> we got here it says Brooks appeared on MTV's uh the greatest party story ever uh, the greatest party story ever uh ah. ABC's General Hospital Blackish that was quite a popular TV show right I think I've heard that one before yeah Blackish yeah. is big baby uh TBS TBS shorts AMC's Mad Men Oxygen Network, Speak for the Dead, Cover Girl, and more. So there's wow, lots of stuff that you've done. Just reading here. my resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. And take that with the with the uh, to your audition layer and be like, look, I've done all this. Was it? You want me to send you a copy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is so cute that I'm talking about my audition on your podcast. Really? Everyone, wish me luck. Yeah, everybody, wish wish your luck right now. Do it in the chat. Leg, that's it. Uh, yeah, but that's right. You can't say good luck in theater. That's right. Oh no. Oh, everybody, I don't mind. I'll take every, I'll take it all. Everybody say break a leg. Matthew shout to Brooke. Great interview. Good energy. Stay high. That's what Billy said. That's Billy. We warned you about him earlier. Thank you, Billy. Percy's. Head to Percy's.com. It's, it's best not to communicate with him. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Billy. I will be blocking you in advance. <laughs> don't feed the animal. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Scary, scary. So uh, before you have to run off and do everything, do you want to tell everybody where they can find your podcast again? 
Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Brooke Stellar, and you can find my podcast, Budding Mind, on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a listen. Give us a review. We'd love For to sure. hear from you. Do it, everybody. That's it. Do, do you have Do a website it. people can visit as well? No. Yes, you can head to BuddingMind.com. Nice. Find BuddingMind on Instagram as well. But yeah, see you on the internet, folks. Everywhere. Yeah, on the interwebs. On the interwebs, baby G. So we have Richard there saying break a leg. Uh, disbanded brother said kill him, Brooke. <laughs> Very yeah. supportive audience. Really. Love you guys. Well Thank you. <laughs> May the interview with the production go towards one's goal. Says uh... the sandbox. <laughs> So yeah, man. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. And you know, best of yeah. luck, Brooke. We hope that you get it, man. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, you know what? You, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. Whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. Oh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Time, right? yeah. Thank you guys so much for fun. having me. You guys yeah, are awesome. Fun. It was really great talking to you. Oh, it's been a massive pleasure to have you on the show, man. We really appreciate you taking the time out and just coming to chat some shit with us. It's been yeah, a huge yeah. pleasure. You tried to talk about cannabis and said we talked about psychedelics. So happens, cool. happens all the time, really. <laughs> we did the if same Mackie, thing with Steve, man. <laughs> if Matthew can make a turn there, he does. He makes that spin, right? Did you <laughs> say mushrooms? Mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> yep. She is a gateway drug after all. <laughs> Indeed. All right. You know what I'm saying? Goddess speed, my friends. Yes. Have a great day, Brooke. Thank you very much again. We'll speak soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Do my wave as I do, and we did. Bye bye. But there we go, everybody. That was Brooke from the TV. And there we go, everybody. That was the interview with Brooke Bergstaller. Don't forget, you can head over to Brooke's website, brookbergstaller.com. You can go to buddingmind.life and you'll find a podcast there. You can also find Brooke on Instagram. If you just go to Instagram and Search for Brooke Stella. So that's B R O K E S T E L L A R. And then you'll be able to find Brooke there. You can also find our podcast there. Just go to Instagram.com slash budding mind and you'll be able to find all the information about her podcast there too. So thank you again to Brooke for joining us. Thank you to you guys for downloading and listening to the show. Remember, you can always head over to percysgrowing.com, become a member, and we can have discussions about the interviews, the podcast, or you can ask questions about growing in general. So it'll be good to see you over there at Percy's. But for now, that's the interview for this week. Remember, there's no interview next week. We'll get back to our normal scheduled programming on the week after. So the Wednesday after that. In the meantime, have a great week. I hope to catch you on Friday for the Grow Guides, which is all about the mistakes we make as growers and how to avoid them. So have a good week. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll catch you very soon, everybody. Thanks again for downloading the show. Have a good week. Goodbye.